Welcome back to Draft Vice. I'm Walter. You know me because you watch the show. And welcome. We are talking about the NFC South and the AFC South uh, to, on today's episode. This is right. I'm not doing this with Harry. He's a, he, Well, he's here in spirit, but he, he, he was exhausted. He was tired. He was yawning a lot. So I said, Harry, you have to go take a nap. So uh, I, I'm doing this episode solo, and we'll have him back next time or next week. So today, we are talking about the Atlanta Falcons, the Buccaneers, the Saints, the Carolina Panthers, and then we will talk about the Colts, Texans, Jags, and Titans, all right? But before we do that, quick off the top, uh, nose tackle Kenny Clark just got a uh, four-year extension, $70 million. Man, dude, the, the Packers uh, extend their nose tackle, but he's a good nose tackle, right? You hear nose tackle, you hear run stuffer, and don't get me wrong, he's he's decent at that, but he's a pass-rushing nose tackle right this is like the Dontari Poe what we thought he was gonna be uh that kind of style of nose tackle where even though they're playing the one or the zero technique in the defense they are still getting enough push where they are actually causing havoc for the quarterback I like it he's a great player now you get him you know matched up with you know you keep him on with uh, Preston Smith Zadarius Smith hopefully the corners on that team uh you know develop further so Good on them, good on the Packers, good on the Cheeseheads, and now let's get into the NFC South. We'll start right off the top. Uh, the Saints. Uh, right off the top, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. Man, I got to tell you, the weapons here are great. They even have Latavius Murray as a backup running back. Uh, this was in my running for top offensive line then they cut Larry Warford and then I don't feel as comfortable with it but they still have Cesar Ruiz who they drafted this year Eric McCoy who they drafted last year Andreas Pete Teron Armstead and Ryan Ramchek they even got a little bit of depth here they signed James Hurst who's formerly a Raven he actually has a steroid issue he can't play for the first four games of the season I don't know if it's a star I think it was a PED he had the PED issue before they changed the new rules um Nick Easton as well that's a good that's a lot of depth on the offensive line. This is why I'm still very much a fan of their offensive line. It's in my top 3 uh you know or 4 depending on how you feel about offensive lines for a lot of people. But yeah, so I I dig it. I like their offensive line. Uh Jared Cook's still there. He he's come along really well working with Drew Brees. Their backup quarterback's Jameis Winston in a year of COVID uh in a, in a time where Drew Brees is not always the healthiest man on the planet anymore. Um, like last year, we saw Teddy Bridgewater have to make a few starts in lieu of Breeze. It's good to have a high-end backup. You don't get much higher-end than Jameis Winston. Uh, uh, again, Michael Thomas, he got an extension. He's uh, probably one of the best receivers in the NFL. He's you know not not the fastest, but he's big, he's strong, and he he just he fights for the ball. He's good. He's got great hands, great catch percentage. I mean, there is not a safer guy I want to have to throw it to than than Michael Thomas. Uh, Manuel Sanders joining that team, man. If there was a one question with the Saints going in the last offseason, it was receiver outside of Michael Thomas. Guess what? They're like, you know what? We got that. Can we got that handle, bro? We got that handle, bruh. We got we got an Emmanuel Sanders. We're gonna sign him. Uh, he will help out with getting Michael Thomas freed up. Keep in mind, then they they also have Ty Montgomery. He's kind of receiver running back hybrid, really more of a special teams guy. 
Granted, if you're the Packers, you didn't like him on special teams the last time you had him. Uh, Alvin Kamara, hopefully you're healthy this year. I love me some Alvin Kamara. He's great. He's a great runner, can catch out of the backfield. I think they're going to be moving to a, to a more outside zone scheme here, right? Cesar Ruiz getting him in instead of Larry Warford. Uh, it, I think the idea was that you wanted to be able to, to get a more athletic guard. you know. And, and McCoy, too, is also more uh, slightly more athletic than... Uh, than Larry Warford. So whichever one ends up playing guard or center, both those guys are very scheme versatile. They could do it. Nick Easton can, you know, he's this high-end backup to have for uh, for the Saints. So they have depth on that offensive line. And like I said, I like Ramchek. I think he's developed very well. Uh, and then even like Toronto, uh, for when Toronto Armistead goes down, Andreas Peak does play tackle for them. So again, they've got a lot of depth, a lot of pieces there. Uh, defensively, right? They got the famous Cam Jordan, right? Defensive end. Uh, Sheldon Rankins, solid D-tackle. Malcolm Brown, formerly of the Patriots, he's been a good D-tackle. Uh, on, on bookending that, they have Marcus Davenport, who they drafted a couple years ago, first-round pick. He's been okay. He, you know, He's developed. He's actually done probably better than people expected. I mean, probably not more than the Saints expected. They, they trade a first-round pick to go up and get him, and they trade that pick to the Packers. Uh, they also have Nigel Bradham. They got him in the offseason. They still have Demario Davis. Uh, they got Alex Anzalone. He barely stays healthy, though. Then you look at their corners. They got Marshawn Lattimore on one side, Janoris Jenkins on the other, Eli Apple left in free agency. Uh, PJ Williams is there. They got Malcolm Jenkins at safety. Again, another guy who they signed in free agency. And then they also got uh, Marcus Williams, the famous Marcus Williams who missed the catch that allowed Stephon Diggs to beat the Saints that one year and create the pass interference. Uh, no, actually, it was the other year that they had the pass interference rule. That was just the year where they went ahead and beat the – they were beat by the by the Vikings just purely off of him not being able to tackle Diggs. Either way, though, Marcus Williams is actually a pretty good safety. I still like him a lot. Lattimore's a shutdown corner when he you know when he's healthy. Uh, overall, solid team. All, all around, there's not a particular part where I feel like this team is weak. Uh, I think this is a playoff team, hands down, constantly good playoff team. We will, and by the way, I, I know when I usually do these episodes, I, I talk to Harry. I go, Harry, who's your favorite? Who you think is going to be the the one, two, three in this? And I will ask Harry next time we see him, just so that we can get a, a nice little rundown. So, uh, I I dig this team. Uh, I think I really would have. I wish they had drafted a receiver at some point. I you know they also drafted Zach Bond. Uh, last year, uh, in this year in the drafts, so they they were clearly uh, they clearly have targets for what they like to do. I had talked about their draft already. I like this team. I like I like the coach. I like Sean Payton. I like Pete Carmichael Jr. I can't wait to see where he lands finally as a head coach because I think he's like the underrated guy. Like Doug Peterson for a while. Like I think he's a lot like Doug Peterson. He will be the first one to go, and then you're going to see a bunch of people coming out of the Saints uh, organization to be head coaches. I think. So, overall, I dig the defense. I dig the the weapons that they have there. I think Janoris Jenkins and Marshawn Lattimore as your your outside corners is great. P.J. Williams, kind of more the, the most questionable guy in that cornerback room. Let's jump on to the, the Falcons, right? We're going to – or yeah, the Panthers. We'll talk Panthers, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater uh, is now the quarterback. They got Will Greer there, Will Greer there the back-em-up third-round pick from two years ago. Um uh, Christian McCaffrey, right? Superhero McCaffrey, uh, catch out of the backfield as a matchup weapon, good runner. 
Uh, I think he's got a better quarterback throwing to him this year, right? You know, he's uh, he had Kyle Allen last year as his quarterback. He barely had Cam Newton. Cam Newton got shut down after a few games. So really most of his year last year where he was probably the most elite weapon in the NFL and now he's got his extension, he, he was catching balls from Kyle Allen and, you know, the, the teams were not threatened by them. So now you got... Teddy Bridgewater throwing you the ball. Okay, it's not an elite option at at quarterback, but it's not much worse than it could probably be, right? So, run. I mean, again, Christian McCaffrey's amazing. Uh, then you look at the receiving core, right? DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel. I those three guys are great. That's speed and brutality. Anywhere you go, right? You know, DJ Moore is like a running back with the ball in his hands. I love watching him play. Uh, Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson. Man, if there's two track stars you could have on your team. And by the way, Curtis Samuel is also kind of like a a little bit of a gadget guy. You could run him out as a running back. Um, Tight end-wise, it's Ian Thomas' turn, right? They lost Greg Olson. He's no longer there. He went free agency. So no more more old man Greg Olson, but they no longer have Cam Newton there either throwing to Greg Olson. So it really isn't that big of a deal. Uh, Offensive line-wise, they're kind of in a weird zone right now, right? Uh, Taylor Moten's come along really well at right tackle. Uh, They traded for Russell Kung. They traded away Trey Turner. They signed Matt Paradise a year ago. they got John Miller in free agency, like kind of later free agency ad, so he's going to compete for the guard spots. Um, guard is kind of where I feel some real issues could be for their offensive line. Overall, everybody's kind of like they have solid players and pieces. I don't think it's at the level where I feel fully comfortable with that offensive line. I don't, I'm not too worried about it. It's not amazing. It's probably going to be about average, right? Um, Let's go on to the defense, right? Uh, you know, now you know, we talked about DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, Ian Thomas, Christian McCaffrey, and Teddy Bridgewater. Now we'll move on to the defensive line, which you know they put a lot of uh, you know resources in for the Carolina Panthers defense, right? They have Quan Short and Derek Brown beefing up the middle. They got Brian Burns, who they drafted last year. He he played actually really well last year. I think he's going to come on even stronger. Gutierrez uh, Gosmatos, who they drafted in the second round this year. They got Steven Weatherly. They got, you know, Shaq Thompson at linebacker, Tamir, uh, Tahir Whitehead at linebacker. They no longer have Luke Keekley. Um, yeah, they Corners, right? I think they're going to be okay at corner with Deontay, Deontay Jackson and Eli Apple. They got Justin Burris and Trey Boston. I think those guys are solid. Uh, Jeremy Chin, who they drafted this year, I don't think this is going to be his year. I think this is more of a learning year for him. But we will see. Maybe they get him coached up and he could play – right away at nickel maybe they play him at like uh nickel sam like nickel weak linebacker or they, they find a role for him early and then try to get him to develop more further so overall uh i think it's going to be a learning year for the carolina panthers i think that's the point i think they knew i think they walked into this year and i think everybody there knows that like it's a young team uh offensively joe brady i like joe brady uh you know he's probably got enough knowledge to be able to utilize the guys you know, like Christian McCaffrey, I think he can get some real usage out of him. Uh, they got a lot of speed on offense, like I said before, with the you know the two out, you know, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, DJ Morris built like a running back. Ian Thomas, this is his time to shine at at, at tight end. Uh, defensively, uh, I think it's going to be Brian Burns' show uh, on defense as far as the sacks go. Derek Brown was more of a run stuffer, 
could get a little bit of push, but I don't think he was like tr- like you weren't picking him because you thought he was an amazing pass rushing defensive tackle. But people can develop as well. Um, Quan Short being right there with him helps out. Years Gross Matos, I, I kind of picture him like an Emmanuel Ogba guy who's going to be solid but not great. Um, I think linebacking course kind of be a little weak. Uh, cornerbacks are, are are a little bit weaker. I like the Eli Apple signing. Right, he he was supposed to go with Oakland, then they backed out of the deal. I think he's going to be solid for them at corner. Uh, Troy Pride Jr. I think he's more of a slot guy himself. So Corn uh, Elder, a couple of other pieces there. Overall, I I think it's going to be a solid team. I think it's going to be a learning curve year for them, especially you know coming off of COVID, coming off of a, a truncated off season. So let's move on. We're going to talk about the Buccaneers, right? Oh my God, talk about a team that everybody's been in the talk of the town. Tom Brady goes to the Buccaneers, big free agent off season. So now they got Tom Brady. He's got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to throw to. They draft Tyler Johnson. Uh, this year as well, so he's going to probably at least try to compete for the third wide receiver spot. Uh, they get Gronkowski, right? They they go ahead, they trade the Patriots for him. They go, hey, you know, we got a fourth round. You want to? All right, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give you the, the Gronkowski. Uh, he's retired anyway, so they trade for Gronkowski. They already have OJ Howard. They already had Cameron Brates. So they got three tight ends. They're all kind of relatively impressive, solid offense uh, to have. Offensive line wise, right? They got Ali Mark Pat. Uh, Ryan Jensen, former Baltimore Raven, uh, Alex Kappa. Those interior three guys, I like all three of them. I think they're solid. I think they're developing really well. Donovan Smith, like I said on uh, the offensive line episode, yeah, okay. He's an okay offensive lineman, solid tackle, not amazing, not bad. Uh, they drafted Tristan Wirfs. He's going to be the hopefully the right tackle of the future. Uh, I think it's a solid move for them. I think he can definitely develop into a solid right tackle. I think there might be a learning curve for him this year, but you could always develop around that. We saw that with Jack Conklin his first years. You could always scheme around it and help the guy out in the beginning, especially when you have guys like Gronkowski and O.J. Howard who are good blockers. Such a shocker. So offensively, I like the team. Ronald Jones, LaShawn McCoy, uh, dude, I think those are two interesting running backs to see this year. It sounds like Ronald. It looked like Ronald Jones came along towards the end of last year. Um, still can't catch very well. Uh, Lashawn McCoy, he can fix that. They also drafted uh, Keshawn Vaughn. They have Darren uh, Darre Ogobawale. He was there last year. He might be the pass catching back if they don't feel that comfortable with Lashawn McCoy. Uh, Blaine Gabbert's the backup. Just a heads up, just in case you wanted to know. Uh, let's talk defensively, right? Nagama Kong Su, Vita Vea, right? That those are some big hog mares. Um William Gostin, those are those are the defensive tackles, if you will. Uh they run a they run primarily a three four. Everybody kind of knows that because that's Todd Bowles' defense. That's his name. It's Todd Bowles Todd three four bowls. That's how it goes. And uh they people love him there. Uh, and actually, he's gotten this team to play really well. And you look at the pieces they have there, it's a talented defense, right? We talked about those three D tackles already. Sue's a legend. Uh, Vita Vey has come along really well. Now we'll talk about Jason Pierre-Paul. He re-signs with them. Solid pass rusher. Good to bookend him with. None other than Shaq Barrett, the man they franchise tagged, who led the league in sacks last year. I think he's still going to do really well this year in sacks because he – the coverage unit's the same, if not better, right? It's all the same coverage guys. He still has Jason Pierre-Paul. He still has Sue. So he still has all the same pieces that he's competing with. Yeah, uh, you're going to have a hard time stopping Shaq Barrett again this year, too. I think solid defensive line, right? Those five guys, really, really good. 
Uh, then you look at their linebackers, right? Levante David, uh, Devin White. Dude. Devin White, you have to come along in year two. But if you do, uh, the guy who they lost, Quan uh, 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 Alexander, him going to the San Francisco 49ers, it's not going to matter. Why? Because they're going to have you and they're going to have Levante David. And between you guys, you guys should be able to cover pretty well and be able to tackle pretty well. Uh it's the defensive backs that have always been the question for Tampa Bay, right? It sounds like Bulls has been coaching up really well. They drafted Antoine Winfield Jr. this year. They have Jamal Dean and uh, Sean Murphy Bunting, who they drafted just a year or two ago. Uh, Carlton Davis has come along really well. Uh, people have been very proud to talk about him. Justin Evans at safety. Jordan Whitehead at safety. Uh, they did uh, get rid of uh, what's-his-name. Uh, they, they cut one of the guys who they didn't feel all that comfortable with. Um, not the, the same draft as Dante Jackson, but they lost a corner, but they, they, they didn't believe in him anyway. So what does it matter? He's not here anymore. And you look at this back end, it feels like they feel very comfortable. Uh, Jack Sitchi also at linebacker. I kind of liked him coming out. Kevin Minter's there as well. They've got a lot of pieces to this defense. The defense, they already had it playing well last year. It's you know, year two in this defense. Todd Bowles has gotten to be coached up really well. And then the offense. I mean, you got Tom Brady. Right, legendary Tom Brady throwing to Chris Godwin, throwing to Mike Evans, throwing to Gronkowski, throwing to—it's like a—it's like a who's who of of offensive weapons. I like it. I, I think I get why people are talking about this team as a playoff team right off the bat. Uh, I'm excited for it. So we'll move on. Last team of this NFC South is the Atlanta Falcons. Right, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. Uh, the offensive line that hopefully gets to develop into a really good offensive line, right? We, you know, Jake Matthews has been there for a while, so has Alex Mack. But they drafted Matt Hennessy this year. They uh, they had Chris, Chris Lindstrom, who they drafted last year in the first round. Caleb McCary, who they traded up for to draft in the first round. So he's going to hopefully develop to be their right tackle. They also have Justin McCray, who's kind of more of a backup guy, formerly on the Browns and also the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he, you know, he's more of a depth piece. Uh Outside of the top two receivers, though, there's Russell Gage and Laquan Treadwell, former first-round pick. Uh, that's kind of it, so hopefully the other two guys stay healthy. Russell Gage has been pretty solid as a spot starter or third guy. Uh, Receiving-wise, I like the receivers, man. I do. Calvin Ridley's a great route runner. Nobody, there's not really much to talk about here as far as the receivers go. The really question is, is, is Dirk Cotter really the guy to lead the offense? And I don't know. So... I, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Dirk Cotter. Their offense was solid last year, but I, I thought it was solid under Sarkeesian. You have some great weapons there. Todd Gurley, who they signed in free agency, right, coming off an injury, got released from the, the, the Rams. Uh, also keep in mind that Todd Gurley uh, is being paid by the Rams still to play for the Falcons. Good move. Uh, if they could utilize him very well, uh, I look forward to it. Uh, they also have Ito Smith and Brian Hill. Uh, so offensively, I, I think they should have a lot of pieces here. Hayden Hurst, uh, they traded a second-round pick for. They got rid of Austin Hooper. He left in free agency. They didn't get rid of him, but he walked away. They didn't walk away. He wanted to get paid, so the Browns paid him. So offensively, I like it. Uh, hopefully it all gels together. The offensive line takes a step forward. Uh, defense. Talk defense. That's Dan Quinn's territory. He's Mr. Defensive Coach. He was there for the Seahawks Super Bowl. Well, you got Tack McKinley, right? You hope he's developed. You, he develops further, right? He was a first-round pick that they drafted. Grady Jarrett, he's been good for them. He's probably been the best piece of their defense. Uh, very solid. Very good. He's the guy who you like in that defense. Uh, 
not a lot else there. Dante Fowler, who they signed in free agency, so that's going to be the focus of their pass rush of those three guys. They drafted Marlon Davidson. They have Tyler Davidson, not related, I don't think, uh, at D-tackle. Allen Bailey, again, a lot of pieces that are there uh, that are kind of more depth guys or Jags. Um, not that they're the Jags, but they are just they have some guys that are more league average. Marlon Davidson's interesting. When they drafted him, they said he could play either three technique on passing downs or base DN, so I think he's going to be a rotational kind of guy. Kind of in that Michael Bennett role. I think that's what they were hoping for. Uh, linebacker, I mean, they still have Deion Jones, so that's solid, but outside of him, their linebacking course kind of bleh, Deion Buchanan, Deion Jones, those two guys. They're good coverage linebackers. You hope that they, you know, again, I... It's a lot of hoping with this team, I feel like. You look at their, the, the cornerback room, and it's a little anemic. This is the part that really gets me squeamish with the Falcons, right? Isaiah Oliver, A.J. Terrell. A.J. Terrell's uh, a rookie, didn't have a long offseason. Uh, solid guy from Clemson. You know, we saw him get beat up by Jamar Chase in the, in the college playoffs. Whatever, that's fine. I like, I like A.J. Terrell. I think he could develop. Uh, the problem is just rookie cornerbacks tend to tend to have issues developing. Isaiah Oliver, you know, Darkwise Denard I thought was a good signing. I'm glad that they got him. Uh, Ricardo Allen, Keanu Neal, DeMonte Casey. A lot of good safeties. Their safety room is, I think, pretty solid. It's kind of very much mirrors the Carolina Panthers, right? They got pieces there. You're kind of interested. You're kind of okay with it. But the whole back end is not is not ubiquitous, right? It's not all there, so you're hoping guys step up. Uh, overall... NFC South, right? I'm going to just break down. I'm going to get I don't have Harry here, right? My I, I have to do the Harry thing on my own. What do you think about uh who's going to win this one, Walter? Well, thank you, Walter. I think uh I think the the the, the my main favorite for the NFC South has got to be the Saints, right? I still think it's the Saints. Uh consistency is important. This is a veteran team uh as uh as uh as they would tell you themselves. I also like their offensive line. They got depth on the offensive line. Defensively, there's not really a piece that I feel worries me at all. Uh, so overall, I just like the Saints. I like consistency. I like the fact they can all get gel. Also, you got Breeze, and then your backup is Jameis Winston. I think you'll be fine. Uh, also, so the Bucks, I think, are the number two team in this division. You, you know, the defense has had a, it's in its second year. They're they're going to get to learn the intricacies of the Todd Bowles defense. So defensively, I think they're going to be very good. Offensively, you got the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, coming in to go ahead and uh, you know lead this team into the future. Uh, he's got great weapons for him, three great tight ends, uh, two great receivers, a solid offensive line that could develop into maybe even a better offensive line, a lot of options at running back. So I think definitely uh, Buccaneers are number two. And then it's actually a toss-up for me for three and four because I, I really had a struggle with this one, right? I think Falcons have – if the Falcons' offensive line, like the young guys develop, Matt Hennessy, you know, it plays left guard and plays well this year and then eventually takes over for Alex Mack in the future. I think that's a possibility. Um, Chris Lindstrom, if he takes a step forward. Caleb McGarry, if he takes a step forward. I think if that's the case, I think the Falcons could be a hard out on offense, right? And they're still going to be a hard out on offense because they still have Calvin Ridley and they still have Julio Jones and they still have pieces there that we know work, right? They still have uh, Deion Bush and Deion Buchanan uh, and uh, – and uh, Grady Jarrett, who's just a hard guy to block in general. So defensively, I think they have a lot, of, but the corners worry me a lot. Um, you know, the back end's going to worry me a lot. 
Same thing, though, with the Carolina Panthers. You know, it, it's a first-time offseason. None of these guys have played together. Joe Brady's coming in from LSU. You know, yeah, I'm sure he knows how to utilize a guy like Christian McCaffrey because he had a guy like him at Clyde Edwards-Alaire. But I don't know. I still – I think I'm going to go – I say, I don't even know. I, when I first ran this through my head, I don't even know who I picked the first time around. So I'm going to go with, I think, it's the Carolina I, – I think the – so hard. I really, I I think Falcons are going to be much harder out on offense because he's had more time to gel, right? Um, no, God damn it! Ugh, I'm fighting with myself. I'm fighting with myself here. Oh, because like one minute I'll sit there and be like, because here's the thing: if the Falcons are horrible this year, it's done, and Dan Quinn's out. I think he loses his job after this. Uh, if the Panthers are horrible this year, I think they get to keep going forward. I think they know they weren't going to be amazing this year. I don't think they think of themselves as a playoff team. I think they think of this as a learning year, as a team-building year. Uh, I think, though, there's just a I'm trying to think of that back end, right? I think it's going to be Falcons and then Panthers. I don't feel comfortable because every time I say it, I switch. So there you go. It goes Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Panthers, and I'll switch in 10 seconds and be like Saints, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons. Either way, we know who the top two are. We know who the bottom two are. I do think the Falcons are going to just give everybody a hard time. So there you go. Uh, now we will move on to the AFC South, right? And we'll start out with the Tennessee Titans, right, with Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, A.J. Adam Ombrays. Oh, my God, such an intriguing receiving core, but nobody there. The, Corey Davis, they don't extend him with his fifth-year option. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, they extend him, and they basically make a commitment to him. Uh, Derek Henry, they they tag him and then extend him, so they keep him long-term. Uh, they draft uh, a running back to go along with him in Darrington Evans. Uh, uh, Janu uh, Smith and uh, Anthony Ferks are going to be the tight ends there. So... You're hoping those guys are going to do well. Uh, Johnny Smith played pretty well last year without the. Uh, so I kind of I did like what I saw from him. So I get why they they went you know they they feel committed to playing him. I think he he plays solid. He shows chemistry with Tannehill. So I'm fine with that. Um, offensive line is where I really feel worried with this team. Not worried. So I had this team odd, right? Like I. When I saw about the offensive line rankings, right, I had them in my top ten. I still have them in my top ten. They would be a top four offensive line if they kept Conklin. They lost Conklin, right? He went in free agency. They couldn't pay him. They decided to keep Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill instead. Um, Taylor Juan, really good. Roger Saffold, really good. Ben Jones, good. Nate Davis, you're hoping he develops to be their their other guard. He's you know, uh, and then they also have uh, David Kiesenberry, uh they have Dennis Kelly, who they extended, so they're hoping to keep him long-term. Uh, and he's going to compete with Isaiah Wilson and Tyson Braylow for the right tackle position. I think the intention is for Dennis Kelly to play it for right now and for Isaiah Wilson to develop further and to become the right tackle of the future. I think that's the plan. Dennis Kelly's their swing tackle from last year, but they extended him with the uh, intention that at least he can cover for right now at right tackle. And listen, he's played in spot starts. He played for the first four games last year in place of... Uh, I believe it was Taylor Lewan he actually was replacing uh, because he was suspended, and he played really well there. Uh, you know, you saw them win some game. You saw them win games with the, uh, Dennis Kelly playing. So I feel like that gave them the confidence to say, you know what, we're okay with Dennis Kelly for right now. We're okay with the level of play that we can get out of him. We have Isaiah Wilson. We hope he develops. So I think 
I, I am very comfortable with the Titans' offensive line. I still probably would have preferred a different direction, but hey, you know what? We di- different people can we can we have our differences, but I think we can agree it's still a solid offensive line. Uh, so I think they're going to still be a tough out offensively, right? They're still going to have Derrick Henry. As long as he can get up to speed and get the runway, he's a hard guy to take down in the open field. I got done doing his tape study this week, and man, once you get him to the second level, he is a hard guy to take down. Now, you do need to get him a little bit of room, right? That's kind of why you need a good offensive line for this guy. Uh, He also runs really well out of the shotgun for such a big guy, for a guy you think of as like like a Leonard Fournette kind of guy. So when they do run him out of the shotgun, he actually runs pretty well. Uh, so let's move on to the next uh, part of the defense, right? From Mike Vrabel, no longer has Dean Pease there to help him with the defense, so it's going to probably be on Vrabel or whoever Vrabel decides to appoint to be D coordinator. Uh, they have Jeffrey Sin- Simmons. He came on late last year after an ACL tear in the offseason and actually played pretty well for the, the few games that he got to play. Um, Daquan Jones, they trade away Jarrell Casey. He's no longer here. They trade him for a seventh-round pick. They signed uh, Vic Beasley in the offseason. They have Howard Landry uh, to, to pair up with him as far as pass rushers go. They got Rashawn Evans, good blitz backer. Uh, Jayon Brown's a very solid linebacker. He played really well last year. David Long, uh, a guy who they drafted a year or two ago, he, you know, they're hoping he develops as the other linebacker there. Kamali Carrera, Correa, he, you know, outside, uh, again, another rusher who's like a third rusher, can rotate in with Landry and... Um, and and Vic Beasley, and then you look at the 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 corners, right? They got Adoree Jackson and Malcolm Butler. Love Adoree Jackson. I, I'm very shocked. He developed very well. I am impressed. They did a really good job with Adoree Jackson with the pick, with his development. Malcolm Butler. He, you hope he's solid. You know he he kind of didn't show as great last year as you'd expect uh, from the Super Bowl. Uh, should have been really MVP because he did. He was kind of like the main reason why the Patriots even won. I think the the one, not the only reason, but he he had that ma- magical play for the Patriots and th- became a good corner for them. Uh, safety wise, they got Kenny Vaccaro, Kevin Byard, both of them good safeties. Uh, Christian Fulton, right? They drafted him this year in the second round. Guy who people were pegging for the first round. So again, a good guy to get for the second round to hopefully develop in being your outside corner to go along with Malcolm Butler and Adoree Jackson. Uh, good. They have a good rotation for for corner. I feel like they they are filling back out that role. They lost Logan Ryan to free agency. Technically, he's still a free agent, but I don't think they want to pay him. So this is where they're at right now. Uh, um, Amani Hooker, who they drafted last year, they they've got a lot of pieces. Uh, you know, Jonathan Josephs there as well. They got a lot of pieces for this defense. I really like it. I think it's going to be a, still a very hard defense to beat because uh, I think Vrabel knows what he's doing. So good on them. Love the defense. I think they have a mentality. They have a scheme. Arthur Smith is actually I think done pretty well as an offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, we'll see if they stick with the outside zone stuff. If he wants to start throwing in his own little wrinkles of uh, some gap power game, we will see. It's it's a very intriguing thing. He seems to be following the Shanahan booklet, if you will. But it might also be a scheme thing. Maybe they switch it up. So let's move on, right? Uh, Jacksonville, or everybody's pick for the number one over pick this year. So, but then again, we said that about Miami last year, and that didn't happen. So we will see. 
Uh, Gardner Minshew's back to play quarterback. They got Mike Lennon backing him up. They got Leonard Fournette and Chris Thompson at running back and Reichwald Armistead. I think it's going to be Leonard Fournette's show unless otherwise called upon. Jay Gruden's now the OC there, though, so he does like Chris Thompson. He came along with him. Uh, Receiving-wise, their receiving core is interesting, right? They drafted LaVisca Chenault, right? He kind of fell because of injury in the draft. He went in the second round to them. Uh, they have DJ Chark, do 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 He played really well last year, got a lot of long speed, developed in his second year. Now we're in his third year. I'm very excited to see him this year. He had a good chemistry with uh, Gardner Minshew. D.D. Westbrook, I, I was shocked. I was expecting more from him last year, uh, the last few years, actually. And I, I think he... It's such a he's such a weird player because he's such an enigma. You know, he he was also a, like a fourth round pick, but he fell. He was supposed to be. He probably would have went a little bit higher if it wasn't for some uh, off the field concerns, if you will. So, uh, receiving core wise, I actually like the receiving core. Chris Conley's there. Uh, Keelan Cole is there. They they have a lot of fun receivers. Nobody who's truly a star, although I think DJ Chark's becoming a star. And then uh, they they signed Tyler Eifert in the offseason. They have Josh Oliver. James O'Shaughnessy, tight ends, nobody, like, you know, Eifert can be really good, you know, if he's healthy. Uh, offensive line. This is an offensive line that could take a step back forward or take a step back, and I think it's a forward, right? I'm thinking it's a forward, right? You look at their offensive line. They got Cam Robinson. They got Jawan Taylor on the other side. They got uh, uh, Brandon Linder in the middle at center. They got Andrew Norwell, who you hope, you hope lives up to his contract, Right? Because if Cam Robinson now coming, you know, now going to be a fully uh, over a full year removed, almost two years removed from his ACL tear, that's an important deal. Uh, now he should be fully healthy. They said they saw things from the end of the year that they liked. So I get that. I like Cam Robinson. Uh, I think they were developing him pretty well. I thought you know there was at least some solid. He's at least a solid run blocker at left tackle. So uh, I think with him and Norwell and Linder. And Joan Taylor. I'm not a huge fan of AJ McCann, but hey, you know, you only get so much AJ can. So uh, they also drafted Ben Barch this year. Maybe he becomes the 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 the, the right guard of the future in the Ali Marpet, uh, Alex Kappa roles kind of deal. So I, I offensive line, this offensive line could take a step forward and be really good for them. Or they could, you know, poopy the Betty, if you will. Uh, but if again, this could be a shocker of a team to have to compete against uh, this year on offense because I do think they have pieces there. If Gardner Minshew is at least manageable, and he was solid last year, so I, I think there's reasons why they felt like they can go this year with Gardner Minshew, and then if he's not the guy, they're going to draft a guy. So uh, offensively, I kind of like the team. LaVisca Chennault, I'm very intrigued by. Solid, you know, there's actually rumors coming out of camp. Solid, they like the routes that he's running. Uh, solid hands. He's kind of got like a. He's very much reminds me of Sammy Watkins. Got that running back build and a receiver, uh, as a receiver, just like a hard guy to take down, run after catch guy. Defensively, right? They got Josh Allen, who they drafted last year. He played really well last year. They got uh, Aubrey Jones, Taven Bryant, Yannick Ngakwe, if he shows up. Uh, uh, Caleb on chase on. So they got a lot of pieces. Taven Bryant's got to come along. Uh, Josh Allen, you already came along. Is Ngakwe even going to show up? I have no clue. They signed Rodney Gunter in the offseason, so maybe he'll come in and play a little bit. Uh, so uh, defensive line-wise, I, I don't worry about Like I, I think defensively they're going to suck. I'm going to be honest because I think they're still missing certain pieces on the defensive line that they could definitely use later on. 
So defensive line wise, I think they're I think it's solid. They got a lot of interesting pass rushers. Is Yannick Ngakwe even gonna play for him? I have no clue. But they, they do need other pieces in there. So I I don't feel complete about their defensive line like you did a couple years ago when everybody was calling them Saxonville. Yeah, I don't think that's this year. I think it's two years down the line when Josh Allen's fully developed, uh Caleb on Chase on develops. If Yannick Ngakwe is still here or not, we will see. Um and also if Taven Bryant develops. That's the guy who I'm really more uh, interested in, is whether he develops. Linebackers are actually the, the most interesting part of this defense, right? They got Joe Schobert and Miles Jack. I think those are two really good linebackers. Uh, Joe Schobert's very cerebral, good blitzer, decent in coverage. So I like him a lot, uh, you know, and he developed as a tackler uh, in the last year or two. Miles Jack, again, very solid linebacker. They, they have Trey Herndon and C.J. Henderson on uh, at corner. I'm not sure how you feel about those guys as your corners going into this year. You know, C.J. Henderson's going to be a rookie. He's you know, a very athletic guy. Uh, it's If they're going with him, it sounds like they're going to play a lot more man coverage. Uh, D.J. Hayden's going to manage, manage the slot. Uh, Ronnie Harrison's basically the only uh, safety there of note. A lot of uh, young guys that are there uh, playing safety. Josh Jones. Uh, JRE, just a whole bunch of names that nobody cares about, nobody knows, and you hope they develop. So overall, Jacksonville, Saxonville, the 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 team that is uh, the potential number one overall pick, I get why people feel that way, especially when you look at their defense. Let's move on to the Texans, shall we? Yes, Deshaun Watson and the Texans. Um, no longer have DeAndre Hopkins, which is a sad thing, right? I miss the old days of DeAndre Hopkins. Now they got David Johnson, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, Mr. Concussion Protocol, although I do feel like he, he could still play pretty well. Uh, yeah, actually, he's only, he's only he hasn't missed that many games for a guy who's had as many concussions as he has. I think that's kind of the worry with him is that it's kind of like a, a hiding spot, like people are not ready for when that comes. Uh uh, they also have uh, Kenny Stills. You know he's come. He's he's coming. Uh, he's been good. Another speed guy. They got a lot of speed. Like I said before, this is a need for speed offense. You're also gonna have two running backs who can catch out of the backfield in David and Duke Johnson. Right. That's this sounds like they're brothers. Right. Um, Darren Fells, they re-signed to keep a tight end. I know a lot of Texan fans are big Jordan Aiken fans. Uh, they 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 seem to really like him. So good on them. The offensive line is coming along with Nick Martin, Zach Fulton. Laramie Tunsil, right? They gave him the he's the twenty-two million dollar man. He made a bunch of money being a tackle, right? Twenty-two million dollars a year for the next few years. Uh Titus Howard's gonna be playing the other side, hopefully. So they said they feel comfortable about their tackle situation. I feel a lot better about their offensive line than I did a couple years ago. Now Deshaun Watson just has to learn not to hold the ball as long. We will see if that happens. Maybe that was the point of getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins. Is that you were hoping that, hey, if he leaves, maybe he won't throw the ball. And you won't just, like, key in and wait for DeAndre Hopkins to show up to make a play. So uh, they also got Randall Cobb in free agency. Kiki Cutie's still there. They have so many little pieces in, uh, of, like, receiver. I don't think like, – I honestly think it'll make Deshaun Watson have to spread the ball around more. I think that was the intention a little bit. And I want to see what happens with David Johnson, if they can get something back out of him, you know, if they utilize him as a receive, in the receiving game, if they utilize David, Duke Johnson as well. I think there's a lot you could do with these guys. Defensively, they still have the king of the ring, DJ Watt, uh, J.J. Watt. They lost D.J. Reader. He's now with the, the Cincinnati Bengals. 
They uh, have Charles Amenahue, right? He drafted him a couple of years ago. Uh, see if he's going to develop to be the other end on that defensive line. Whitney Merciless is still there. He's a solid pass rusher. Uh, Zach Cunningham's actually played pretty well at linebacker, from what I've heard from Texans fans, when they go ahead and berate people on... I'm kidding. It, uh, Zach Cunningham actually has been playing pretty well as far as uh, he's become... I actually am shocked that he fell as far as he did. There were talks about him that year as a first-rounder. He went in the second round to them. I think he's developed really well. Uh, good, they need it because they lost steroid head. He's gone. Now they have Zach Cunningham. Um, so I, I, and I kind of, and Bernardrick McKinney's still there. He's played pretty solid for him. Uh, corners, they got Gary and Conley, who they did not pick up his uh, fifth year option, but they still apparently like him enough to keep him playing corner. Vernon Hargraves, they cut him, brought him back, did a whole bunch of little magic stuff with him. Uh, Bradley Roby's there. He's going to be playing corner for him as well. Lonnie Johnson Jr., who they drafted last year. You're hoping he develops a little bit more. Uh, and outside of that, uh, they got uh, Justin Reed, right? Safety, plays free safety for him. Actually, he's been really good for them. I like him a lot. Uh, outside of him, we got Eric Murray, who was a free agent, kind of a backup kind of guy. Uh, solid, though. Overall, defensively, I think it's going to be like it, it's going to be playing mix and match, right? It's going to be like their defense of last year, except they're even missing more with no, not having DJ Reader. So. No more Hopkins, no more Reader, no more, like, they're losing stars on the defense and offense, but they got new pieces there. Like, I like the speed on the offense. Overall, like, I don't feel great about the defense. I do feel okay about the offense. Uh, let's, we'll, we'll talk a little, and they got rid of Romeo Cornell, so he's no longer there as the, the D coordinator anymore. And we'll talk about how I feel about this team overall and the total division at the end. Um, but over, I, I do feel like I have mixed feelings on this team. Like, I feel like they can be, I wouldn't be shocked if they're in the playoffs. I wouldn't be shocked if they went four and 12. Like it's that, it's that much of a, like the Texans always shock me. And it really does come down to Deshaun Watson, right? It's like the Seahawks. I wouldn't be shocked if they're, you know, I, I would be shocked if the Seahawks went four and 12. I wouldn't be shocked if the Texans went four and 12 because they have no back end. Or they do have some back end, right? They, they try to address corner in a different method that I think can work. But they are losing and continue to lose pieces on the defense. So, we'll see. Uh, let's wrap this up with the Colts, right? Not the Colts. Not the, not, not, we're not joining a cult to go ahead and pray to some horn goat god. No, we are talking about the Colts, the uh, Indianapolis Colts. We're going to look at their depth chart uh, with, with Phillip Rivers, right? And Jacoby Brissett, two good quarterbacks, two solid starting quarterbacks. We don't know. I, I believe it'll be uh, Phillip Rivers starting. They got two good running backs, too. Marlon Mack, he's developed very well. Jonathan Taylor, they drafted this year in the second round. I think Marlon Mack's going to take the lead this year, and then it's going to go to Jonathan Taylor if Mack gets hurt or after the season. So, uh, or again, COVID happens. We all know that stuff can happen. Uh, receiving core, I really like, right? T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, I think I think Pittman reminds me a lot of Mike Williams, uh, Philip Rivers' old friend from the, the L.A. Chargers. Uh, T.Y. Hilton now finally has somebody who can throw to him that like is you know NFL quality again, like when he had Andrew Luck. Not saying Jacoby Brissett's not NFL quality, but and but T.Y. Hilton played well last year when he wasn't injured. I think the problem with T.Y. Hilton's injury, not necessarily who's the quarterback. So it, it is what it is. Um, Offensive line, this might be one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. They got Costanzo at left tackle again. He came back. He was thinking retirement. He didn't retire. They got Quentin Nelson, right? 
top 10 guard in the NFL, the top 10 pick, uh, probably one of the top guards in the NFL, looks good on tape, love watching him play. He's sitting there right next to uh, to Costanzo and Ryan Kelly, their center. Again, another first-round pick on that offensive line. He's been really solid for him. I dig Ryan Kelly. He's been good for him. He has had some injury question marks over the years. Uh, they also got Mark Lewinsky playing right guard and then Brandon Smith playing right tackle. Brandon Smith was the shocker. I think he was a guy people were pegging at guard, and they ended up playing tackle, and he played well for them at tackle. And overall, their offensive line's good. Like, that's why Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack are considered such hot commodities in uh, in fantasy because they're playing behind this great offensive line. And, uh, you know, they got Jack Doyle back. They no longer have uh, Eric Ebron. They do have Trey Burton, who got cut by the Bears. So they went ahead and got him. So maybe he'll fit the, the Eric Ebron role. Uh, outside, uh, and then they also have uh, Paris Campbell as well at receiver. And uh, Desmond Padman. I, I think those are... Those are their like their options at receiving core. Like you're hoping Michael Pittman plays well right away, which I think he can. Uh, Paris Campbell, you're hoping for a second year bump. Fast guy. Hopefully he's gonna. I think he's been running a lot out of the slot. Hopefully you know you're trying to get him matched up on linebackers, get him some opportunity to do some run after catch. Um, defensively, right? They got Justin Houston, right? Former uh, Kansas City Chief. They got uh, DeForest Buckner, who they traded for, Danico Autry, uh, Darius Leonard, uh, Ben Banigou, who they drafted a year or two ago. So they got pieces on this defense. Uh, uh, Kamoko Ture, who's coming off uh, an injured uh, shortened season, but he was playing really well before he got injured. Uh, like I said, I like uh, Darius Leonard. He was kind of a, a sneaky pick for them in the third round that ended up playing really well for them right away. Uh Cornerback-wise, I got Xavier Rhodes, Rocky Sin, TJ Carey, Kenny Moore the, the second. Uh, not to be confused with Kenny Moore the ninth. Uh, they also got Malik Hooker, who they were talking about. You know, they didn't ex exercise his fifth-year option, but uh, and, and there's potential that they might get rid of him eventually or they just might let him walk in free agency. Uh, but hopefully he still plays well for them right now. Uh, they got Kari Willis. Their safety room is kind of not big names. Julian Blackman... Nobody, nobody's super sexy at safety. Uh, the corners look like they're coming along, though. Rocky Sin looks like he's coming along. Uh, Eberflus is a really good D coordinator. Uh, I do think that they appreciate having DeForest Buckner. I think he's going to cause a lot of disruption on the on the defensive line. And uh, I think this is maybe my favorite team in the AFC South. So let's go over it, right? Walter, what are your options? Uh, what do you think is going to be the top four, right? The, 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 the Who's going to win the AFC South? I think it's going to go like this. I think it's going to go number one, the Colts. Actually, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. let's go with the Colts. I think I'm going to go with the Colts. This is probably a bad move. I'm feeling, I'm feeling against it now. I think the Titans. I think the Titans are going to be good, right? I feel good with the Titans. I think it's going to be Titans, then Colts, then Texans, then Jags. But I think the Jags are going to be harder to take out than people think because they're going to give people a headache on offense. Uh, Texans, I think out of the three defenses, uh, the other three, they're the ones with kind of the the bigger question marks on what's going to happen when they take over. Um, but, yeah, Colts and Texans have questions on their defense. I just think that I believe in Everflus more as a coordinator than I do – with the where the Texans are going, and you know, again, I, I I just I like what I saw with the offensive line. So yeah, I shockingly I'm going Titans, Colts, 
Texans, then Jaguars. And uh, that actually wraps up this episode. Wow. Uh, you can follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow me at B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. Punch like a delicious drink you drink in the summer. And like, follow, subscribe. Subscribe on the YouTube because there's so much on the YouTube. I do another podcast. I do a legal podcast. I do an illegal podcast. I do a whole bunch of podcasts and videos and stuff like that. And the best place to check it out is on the Instagrams, on the Twitters, and on the YouTubes, especially the YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube. And thank you for following, and thank you for listening. Have a good day. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about the past, I'm about the future.